Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Lift your hands, close your eyes. I want you to decide today to concentrate on the Lord. I want you to decide today to have your eyes wherever you are, whether you are outside, at the back, anywhere, upstairs. We cannot all be on the front seat, but we are in the presence of the Lord. And I want us to decide to forget about ourselves, concentrate on Him, worship Him, and receive whatever he has for us tonight. Let's forget about ourselves. Concentrate on him and worship him. Let's forget about ourselves. Concentrate on him. And worship Him. Let's forget about ourselves. Concentrate on Him. And worship Christ the Lord. Oh, worship Him. Jesus Christ our Lord. Fill my cup, Lord. Father, for your presence here tonight, we ask you to lead us by your Spirit. We thank you that we are experiencing your glory. Your glory. The doxa, the beauty, the splendor, the dignity, the might, the strength of you, O Lord. Hallowed be thy name. We thank you in Jesus' name. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, um, I just want to... Tonight is the night where we celebrate and remember the greatest sacrifice that was made for us all. Amen. Amen. That we should know Him. Can somebody turn off this fan, please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, we, we thank the Lord that Jesus came all the way from heaven to die for us. And so, as we are gathered here, we are doing this in remembrance of His sacrifice. And I believe that at such times, the Lord also asks us what we are doing for Him. And what we are prepared to give up for Him. Because he gave up his glory, he gave up his beauty, he gave up everything that was nice and powerful about him, and he became nothing. And so the Lord wants us also to flow in that spirit of sacrifice. At times like this when we are celebrating the goodness of the Lord, we should remember that. Amen. 
Now at this convention, we have been studying the doxa. Everybody say doxa. Doxa is a Greek word which speaks of the glory. It means the glory, the beauty, the splendor, and so on of the Lord. Now, how many know that we serve a powerful God? How many know that we serve a wonderful God? A God who is great, mighty. There is nothing that he cannot do. Now, we sing about it. We talk about it. But God wants us to begin to experience it. Amen. So today... I'm preaching, the title of my message is Experience the Doxa. Hallelujah. We shared about seeing the doxa yesterday, and today we want to move on. Now, if you read the Bible, let's turn to Isaiah chapter 60, and we are going to see, I want to just run through a few things that the glory brings upon our lives. Amen. Number one, in Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. Now I want you to concentrate. You see, when you come to church, try to ignore the person around you. Because that person could direct you to hell. Amen. The person around could could, um, prevent you from taking God seriously. Amen. You may notice a bad attitude in the person around you. And just try to ignore them and concentrate on the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. And there are several things that Doxa does when the glory of God is upon us. Amen. And one of them is in Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. It says, Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. And gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee. I see God arising upon your life today. And his glory shall be seen upon thee. Amen. What this scripture is telling us. Can you lower my monitors a little please? What this scripture is telling us is that darkness is going to cover the earth. And I think we can, we can see that. We thought things were getting better. But not only in Ghana, in every part of the world, things are not getting brighter. Things are actually getting darker. Sometimes it looks a little bright for a while, but eventually it gets very dark. In 1983, we were short of bread. We could not buy bread. How many were alive in 1983? How many remember that there was no bread in Ghana? My father was working in Gambia. Uh, for He was a lawyer. He was working in Gambia. And he used to send us bread in sacks. So he would send us a sack of bread and we will keep it in the freezer. And that is how we used to get bread. He would send it by plane. So the suitcases would come and then the bread would also come. Because there was no bread in Ghana. I remember very, very clearly. And so we thought things were getting better. We were having an economic recovery program, house cleaning, revolutions, and so on and so forth. But 
just this week we couldn't buy bread once again and so instead of things getting brighter it looks as though they are getting darker just about a year ago the dollar was 2300 2400 and now you can buy the dollar for 6000 and 6500 so that means that our CDs have been devalued or have become valueless it's almost like paper do you understand what I'm saying but ladies and gentlemen I've got good news for you the Bible says here that gross darkness shall cover the earth in fact darkness will cover the earth and then gross darkness when we say gross darkness we are speaking of deepening darkness darkness which is intense thank you Oko is back clap for Oko <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are speaking of darkness that is very 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 intense deep the darkest of all types of darknesses and it will cover the people and things will not look bright but the bible says for you oh people of god arise and shine this is the time that you will arise and this is the time that you will shine for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you because the Bible says that but you see whenever you see the word but in Isaiah chapter 60 whenever somebody says I was coming to church but it cancels the coming to church anything you see but is canceling when you see the word but is canceling what was before so what was before is canceled by the but now that you say, oh, I, w- I was going to give you a, a very nice present, but it means the present is not coming on. How many agree that the present is not coming on? You hear the person say, you know, I thought that I was going to invite you, I was going to invite you to my party, but what does it mean? The invitation to the party is canceled, it's not coming on. So when you see right there in Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2, it says, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness shall cover the people. But, when you see the word but, it means that the darkness is not coming on for you. I said it means that darkness is not coming on as far as you are concerned. <laughs> gross darkness shall cover the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee. And his glory or doxa and beauty and splendor shall be seen upon thee amen and it's because the glory of God is upon the church and is upon his people and God is causing his church to prosper some time ago the church was just you know a group of serious SU members who went to Legon Gardens to pray and shout and we were shouting and praying in the gardens and then they began to write notices no shouting no screaming like a lion no whatever in these gardens and they started to drive away the Christians and the charismatics from the gardens and they didn't have much respect for us and when there was a charismatic church there were hardly any important person in the church or any educated person or any person of much substance but the glory of the Lord has risen upon the church and God has prospered us and blessed us and even the leaders of the churches are blessed and prosperous that is why the 
government and the IRS would like to take up the churches and write on their headlines that they want to take us up and to investigate all bishops and pastors and deacons and elders and imams. You saw that notice in the, in the graphic. And bring it up as headlines to come and take us up. But who needs more investigations than some of the ministers of state of, of our country? Who needs more investigations than people who earn 600,000 officially and have their children abroad in England and America and university? Who needs more investigation than ministers of state and so on who, who die and have about 17 houses? Where did they get 17 houses from? Who needs more investigation than some of the crooks who are parading as, as, as people who are helping the nation? Amen. And you can see how our city has become valueless. And they say external factors. And so now they say they're going to investigate us. They should come and investigate us. They've investigated us before. We were here when we were attacked last year. We came investigators. Hey, 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 hey. But the glory of the Lord is upon us. As the darkness is over the nation and things are going down, we shall be going up. The glory of the Lord is upon us. We are not thieves. There are some people who are thieves. Plundering and drinking the blood of the nation. Stealing in large quantities. Siphoning out the money. And when you ask them, who needs to be investigated? Who needs to be sent for vetting committee? When years ago, people were put to the, the stake and shot for taking loans. And today, you should see the houses that have been built, the mansions that are built by people. We know their salaries. Because we know that, we know that the salaries are not secrets. So ladies and gentlemen, let's not deceive ourselves. Let's not deceive ourselves. But in spite of all this, yes, let them steal it because it is better for them to steal what they can steal than for us to become refugees. Because if they tell us to carry our bags from here to Winneba, we can't carry. <laughs> it's only money. <laughs> can you run away? They say run away from Accra now. Some of you cannot walk even one mile. <laughs> You've been taking dropping every day. But it's very funny. Sometimes we see some of these things and we just ask ourselves, man, man. When I was buying petrol for my car, almost 100,000 CDs. I said, what is a CD? That means that I need about 400,000 CDs to just only buy fuel in a month. What is that? And he said, you are coming to investigate pastors. We need to investigate the ministers of state. And those people who are building houses. They should tell us where they get the money from. What do you think? How many agree with what I'm saying? And when they ask them, how do you have your children in school? And they don't want to. 
They don't want to answer. You spoil the universities and you sent your children abroad. So who should send the children here? When I look into the rooms of the university, I was there preaching, I saw the bank beds. I said, man, they've spoiled the school. Ten years from now, I don't know what, whether they will be sleeping inside the toilet and going to the toilet on the lawns. But they will convert the bathrooms to rooms. Some people said I shouldn't sit down when I'm preaching. <laughs> wow. But the glory of the Lord is upon us. And in spite of everything, and in spite of the darkness, we are being lifted up. And we are being exalted. And we will continue to prosper. How many believe that we are going to prosper? They should devalue the city $1 to 20000 we shall still be here and we shall be prospering how many are going to prosper with me someone said the pastors are driving nice cars I think I have to release newer cars so that they come and do more investigations But the Lord is with us. People are flying gliders, swimming in jacuzzis, riding horses, riding on yachts, flying planes, driving Mercedes Benzes. And you say pastors are driving cars. Nonsense. Charlie, let's continue on the glory of God. Otherwise, the whole service will become another type of service right now. <laughs> The glory of the Lord is upon us. Now, as the glory of the Lord rises upon the church, listen carefully to what it says. It says in verse 3, The Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes around about and see. All they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons shall come from far, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles represent the wealth and the strength of the Gentiles. The multitude of camels, those were the vehicles of transport in those days. Are you listening to me? The multitudes of camels, the multitude of cars shall cover thee. That is why today there is nowhere to park here. Because if you can try to remember, there was a time we were here, there were just about 10 people who had cars. But right now, if you go out, you see that we are struggling to fill all the roads. All over. Because in this church, I said, a time will come when the choir come for rehearsal. People will pass by and think that it's a convention. When they come and say, ah, it's just small, small uh, people who are driving cars. Say, yes. You have your kid, brother, take it. <laughs> Amen. 
in our church, if you prosper, you are blessed. You drive a Mercedes Benz, you drive a Pajero, you drive a whatever car, you have a new car, old car, whatever. we will congratulate you for the glory of the Lord is upon thee. Verse 9. Surely the isle shall wait for me and the ships of Tashish first to bring thy sons from far. They are silver and they are gold with them. I see the gold entering the church now. I said, I see the gold entering the church now. I had a vision. Man. Man. You got to be around to see it come to pass. I said, you got to be around to see it come to pass. How many are going to be around to see it come to pass? The last verse over here in verse 22 says, A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in his time. Every little one here is being translated and promoted and exalted to become a thousand in the name of Jesus. Although people may not regard you today, begin to regard yourself. When you look at yourself in the mirror, add millionaire to the back of your name. Millionaire. I say add millionaire to the back of your name. Your days of poverty are over. I say your days of struggling are over. All struggles are ending tonight because the glory of the Lord is risen upon your life. I said, the glory of the Lord is risen upon your life. Several people sitting here today without cars. God is distributing cars into your hands right now, wherever you are. God is distributing it. He's giving it to you. 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 Yes, it may be 25 million, 35 million, 45 million, whatever it is. The Lord is giving it to you because the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. It's risen upon you. It's risen upon you. It's risen upon you. For me, I will always preach prosperity to you. For me, I will always prophesy blessings to you. For me, I will always promise lifting up to you. For me, I will always speak promotion to your life. I will always speak the blessings of the Lord to your life. God is not a God of poverty. God is not a God of backwardness. God is not a God of disgrace. God is not a God of disappointment. God is a God of promotion. God is a God of lifting up. God is a God of wealth. God is a God of prosperity. God is a God of lifting. And it's upon you now. I say it's upon you now. I pray for everyone here tonight. That the glory of the Lord will be upon you. I say the spirit of God will be upon you tonight. Wherever you are. Wherever you go. That glory will be upon you. People will see that this man. This guy is different. Man this girl is a different type of girl. Man this brother is a different kind of brother. Hey man, what type of person is there? Where do you come from? Who is your father? Where are you coming from? What's your background? What's your name? Who are your family members? We want to be like you. We want to know you. The Gentiles shall come to you. The Gentiles shall come to thy light. They will come to thy life. There will be darkness on your right. Darkness on your left. But as for you, as for you, the Lord shall lift you up and shall cause you to stand up high and shall cause your prosperity 
to come forth. It will burst forth like the fruit on the tree. You will experience it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You will never lack in this Ghana. I said you will not lack in Ghana. Let people travel and come. They will see that you are here and you are being blessed in the land. They will see that you are here and you are being blessed in the land. They will see that you are here and you are being lifted up by the Lord. Darkness shall cover. I said darkness shall cover. The nurses shall go on strike. The doctors will go on strike. Bread sellers will go on strike. Petrol sellers will go on strike. But you, I said by you, the Lord will cause his glory to shine upon you. You'll be blessed in the land. Bless in the city. Bless everywhere. Because it's the Lord that blesses. It's the Lord that gives life. Amen. Man. 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 People are, soon people are going to ask, who is your father? <laughs> say, who is your father? They will say, is your father this? They say, no, no, is he this? No, no. Is he this? No, no. And then you measure, say, where is he from? Oh, he's from the village. Your father is above, the father of glory. The father of glory. Man, they will they will be asking, what type of person are you? What type of sister are you? What type of brother are you that you don't struggle at all in life? When we are squeezed our face, you are smiling. When things are down, you are up. Oh, a little one in the church shall become a thousand. A small person in the church shall become a great nation. Shall become a great nation. A time will come when I'm traveling. People will quarrel over who is paying for my tickets and other things. They'll be quarreling. <laughs> they'll, they'll, I'll have to separate fights. But this one say I'm paying. This one say I said it first. Listen, I was in Jerusalem. And uh, Pastor Cho, he came to the meeting with 5,000 members. 5,000 members. Now, one 747 from Korea carries about 400 people. So that means he came with about 10 or 12 747 of members. Lighthouse, I see us filling aeroplanes and traveling. And I see you in a plane. I said, I see you in a plane. <laughs> Man. You see, when they see the blessing of the Lord like that, they, they have no choice but to say, ah, it's cocaine. They are printing money, it is drugs. And so on. But it's the glory of the Lord. It's a gross darkness shall cover the people. They will not be able to enter university. But you will enter. I said, but you will enter. Darkness. But for you, the Lord shall arise upon thee.
and his glory his beauty shall be seen upon thee find the nearest small one and say but you the Lord is arising upon your case his glory is shining over you hallelujah give the Lord a shout and a clap up for it come on now never doubt these things don't doubt it don't doubt don't doubt it at all it will happen like um, as as sure as day comes after night you will see these blessings coming into your life amen when I saw a blind person seeing and crying, and I asked her, Why are you crying? She said, Because I can see. Oh. I said, Lord, I've only read about it in the Bible. I've only heard about it that people pray for the sick and then blind eyes will see. But today, I'm seeing somebody who is crying. And I asked her that, why are you crying? She said, because I can see. And she began to explore the stage. Look around. She had not seen all these things. And she was now seeing. Man. That's the glory of the Lord. It's from God. So there are some things that come from God. Long life comes from God. And I see God extending your life tonight. Every accident that has been determined for you, we overrule it tonight in Jesus' name. You will not die suddenly in Jesus' name. I say you will not die suddenly in Jesus' name. In fact, by the time I finish preaching tonight, you will be inquiring of the Lord that if you are going to die, He should tell you first. So that you can negotiate the whole thing. How many want to negotiate with the Lord? hallelujah amen so the glory of the lord involves his wealth his blessing poverty is not it's not a no matter who misuses riches you see riches are misused by so many people and we know that but no matter how it is misused it doesn't make poverty a good thing and it doesn't make poverty something that is coming from god simple that is why I'm prophesying to you blessings. And another manifestation of his glory is the increase in the wealth and the blessing. Multitudes of people shall come to thee. Now we continue to speak about the glory and another thing about the glory is the manifestations of his power. Amen. We spoke about that to a great extent. The gift of faith and how Jesus raised the dead. And another manifest manif- another thing that we see in the glory is the manifestations which are not listed like people falling down the glory cloud coming into a place and we saw yesterday that there are so many times the glory of God rolled into the church rolled into the church rolled into the church 
And the Bible said that the glory of God filled the tabernacle and Moses could not go inside. A time is going to come, you will see it in your churches, in your ministry. You will see that the glory of the Lord will fill the place. Physically, you will not be able to enter. You see, that the glory of God comes where, to a point where you see the glory and now it is now something is happening physically. It's not something that you are just believing in the f- for in the future, pie in the sky one day, but physically, it's something has begun to enter the physical realm. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And so the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle, and Moses could not enter. The people could not enter. It was like from here to here, you can't come to this way. You can't come here because the glory was there. You try to come. And you see, it's something that happens now. I, I know of ministers who have experienced the glory like that. And, 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 and that's why I'm teaching about it because it's going to happen here. It's going to happen in the service. And then when it happens, I don't want you to be scared. I don't want you to run away. Because the glory cloud is a real thing. The glory of the Lord. The Bible says, if the ministration of condemnation was glorious, how much more the ministration of the Spirit. That is going to be even more glorious. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me tonight? And so God is bringing all these kind of manifestations into the church. People falling down under the power. Yesterday we prayed for all people who have never experienced that before. And I tell you, you are going to experience the glory. And somebody said, hey, what is it? It's, it's an experience. You've got to get to the point where they got to where the Bible says they were as one. The musicians, the singers, the instrumentalists, everyone, they were as one. As one to worship the Lord. And the glory of the Lord filled the place so that they could not stand anymore. Somebody asked, why do people fall? Very simple, because they cannot stand. Does it help you? Why do people fall? Because they cannot stand. The Bible says they could not stand. Amen. And you know, one of the things is you don't have to force anything. If it's real, it's real. If it's not real, it's not real. Amen. I've seen the glory working. I've seen people falling under the power. You see the power of God working. People shaking, screaming, crying. Weeping, laughing. And, and, and even almost dying. Because really if you see God, I wonder if you can live. Perhaps that is why people fall. It's almost like a simulation of having seen God. It's, it's like a simulation of, of dying. Perhaps that's why people fall down. Because God told Moses, you can't see me and live. You can't see me and live. You can't experience my glory and live. And that is why in, Re- in the book of Revelations, when, 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 when John saw the Lord Jesus, he fell down straight away. Fell down straight on the floor. <laughs> because the, the glory was there. The power was there. He, he just went down straight. He fell down on his face. And I've began to see people falling forward, some fall backwards, some fall sideways, some fall anyhow. Wow, some fall vertically downwards. All pastors, the time will come if you are a lighthouse pastor and you don't operate in the glory, you will not be qualified to be a lighthouse pastor. You must be a glorious pastor. I said, You must be a glorious pastor. We are, we are entering into the glory phase. We are entering into the glory phase. 
this is what the lord is showing me we are entering to the glory faith we are entering to a faith where the church is changing in its appearance it's not going to look like a classroom anymore it's not going to look like a place where people are coming for lessons on some subject it's not going to look like a university lecture room it's going to be a glorious type of something yes the word will be there but the glory ha huh, the way the glory is going to be man you can't you 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 will not definitely know the difference between a lecture room and a church because now there's too much similarity between a lecture room and a church <laughs> wow i said there's too much similarity between a lecture room and a church but with the appearance and the introduction of the glory man man an ordinary teaching session angels and other things will start moving around in the place wow now the last part which i want to get into today is that in the la in in the doxa the, this part of the doxa the glory is we are going to see a lot of what we call the prophetic ministry amen now when we speak of the prophetic ministry we are talking about people who see things all right people who see and who prophesy amen now the prophetic ministry with my understanding is the closest ministry to god because prophets are people who are brought close to god or prophetic things are things where you are brought close to god to see and know god's secrets in amos chapter 3 if you care to open I want you to see something there. Get ready for a wave. Amos chapter 3. It says, Surely the Lord will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servant, the prophets. Amen. Now, in this prophetic era you don't have to be a prophet to experience prophetic things the spirit of god turn with me to second corinthians chapter 3 let's do a bit of bible reading then we can flow on second corinthians chapter 3 Are you with me? Is your screen on outside? Outside. Is the screen on? Now notice. It says, verse 7, If the ministration of death, written and engraven in stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses, for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be, the ministration of what? The Spirit. Be what? Audoxios. 
Hallelujah. The word there is endoxos. Alright. Or I'm just giving my own creation there. Doxios. Now, if the spirit of God is moving, there is going to be doxa. Amen. Now, I want you to turn with me to Acts chapter 2. And I want you to see one of the beautiful ministrations of the Holy Spirit right there. In verse 1, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. How many know that God can still send a wind to blow in the church like it happened in Acts chapter 2? Because the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the glory of the former. So anything you've seen in the Bible, we are going to have greater and better and sweeter. This is the best time to be alive in the kingdom of God. Amen. And verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And there were in verse 5, dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews. Verse 6, when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together. Verse 7, and they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Amen. Verse 12, and they were all amazed and in doubt saying one to another what meaneth this others mocking said these men are full of the new wine but peter standing up with 11 verse 14 lifted up his voice and said ye men of judea and all ye that dwell at jerusalem be this known unto you and are hearken to my words for these are not drunken as you suppose seeing it is the third hour of the day but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, that I will pour out of my what? I'll pour out of my what? Spirit. And upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And verse 18 and on my servants and my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy turn with me to 1st Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1 follow after charity all right and desire spiritual gifts the word gifts there is in italics now anytime you see in the king james bible a word in italics it means that it is a word that was not originally there but has been introduced by the translators to give some more meaning to the verse okay so actually that scripture reads follow after charity and desire spirituals okay or spiritual things or spiritual but they just wanted to find a word so they wrote gifts. But you see, that word gift also misleads us into thinking that it is gifts per se he's talking about. But he's talking about a whole range of things. Okay, but now he says, but rather <laughs> that you may prophesy. 
Now, tonight, I want you to know something that prophecy or the prophetic is the realm, it's another realm of God's glory. Now, the prime, listen carefully because today I'm speaking to businessmen, I'm speaking to students, I'm speaking to pastors, I'm speaking to Christians. Everybody should listen carefully to what I'm, I'm showing you. Right here, you will see that they do not mention that when the Spirit of God falls upon the church, people are going to speak in tongues. You see, and you must also know something that he says that when the Spirit of God comes, one of the first things as people are going to have visions, people are going to see dreams, and people are going to prophesy. This is what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says. So, the tongues that we are experiencing, uh, it's, I don't want to go really into all that, but it's part of the, prophes- the prophetic. But we have limited the baptism and the falling down of the Spirit of God to something that if you, if you receive the Holy Spirit, that is the end of everything. But you go read your Bible. It's not a new Bible. I'm not, I don't have a different Bible from yours. The thing is saying that I will pour out my spirit and they will see visions. They will see dreams. Now, some people want to say have visions means that they will, they will just have, you know, a vision to do something great. But it says visions. So why are you saying it is something else? It said they will have visions. It said they will have dreams. And it says that they will prophesy. And then at another place, it says that these are spiritual things. But above all, desire the prophecy of the prophetic because it is the wildest (laughs) now I was in South Africa in Durban and I spoke with a 60 year 8 year old man pastor he has the largest church in Durban 20,000 people and he wanted to meet with me and so the one who invited me took me along to uh, his office and he's got a beautiful church and the church is um, built in the shape of a dome and he's one of them and he was saying that the wildest thing he has ever seen in the ministry was a prophet prophet Branham who is dead now. I said, I said to him, why? I said, what about all the miracles? You know, you see Benny Hinn ministry. He said, oh, you can't compare Benny Hinn with Branham. He said, they are are two different things. He said that it is the closest thing to having God moving around in the system. And I said, really? I mean, I was very interested. Ladies and gentlemen, see, this is why I said that, but rather that you may prophesy. Because, the, the, you see, the presence of the divine presence of the Holy Ghost, primarily, first, it says dreams. Nobody here is exempted, because I'm going to show you where ordinary Christians had dreams. Visions. I'm going to show you in the Bible where unbelievers were having visions. God is going to give some people visions with addresses that 
this place and this place at this place at this place this is uh, something that is for you over there man dreams and then the prophecies when he was telling us about this he said that the man when the man ministers he said something he, he will stand there and give five words of knowledge he said after that the whole place turns into chaos he said that it's like a man is seeing human beings and then he's seeing two worlds at the same time you are seeing you and then you are seeing the angel you are seeing the man. he said that you can't he said the place is charged and i've been at a meeting where a prophet saw an angel and the angel told him to come he was preaching and he said the angel has appeared to him over there and the angel told him to come to come and follow him so he followed the angel in the service i've been as i met him before and he followed and the angel got a brother and said minister to this man pray for this guy that, that, that was all the angel he said, follow me and he followed the angel and when he got to him i said pray for this man that, that, that man I tell you, we, we wanted to die in the room. <laughs> Angels were appearing left and right. But you see, that is the prophetic. There is something about the prophetic which is sort of like almost on the highest level you can get or is the closest to God in a certain sense, the, the glory. And when the prophetic is up in operation in the church, man, it's something. It's something. And that prophetic is being released like droplets all over this congregation. Wherever you are, watching on television, at home, wherever you are. Man. You see, we have been afraid of these things. But let's go into it quickly in a bit of detail. Let's take the dreams. Now, number one, the dreams. We have three types let me just give you three types i mean there are different ways of categorizing it but let me just give you quickly dreams visions and prophecies all right so when you take the dreams you'll find out that number one you have dreams and when, when the spirit of god comes the ministration of the spirit to bring his beauty and his glory upon you these things are going to happen in your life number one you have symbolic dreams and in a symbolic dream, you, you, don't, you see things which mean something. Amen. Amen. Now, I want you to understand that symbolic dreams are as powerful as any other dream. Amen. And so when you see a dream with symbols, you see this and that and that, it means something. Now, if you look at, uh, for instance, this man, Joseph. Remember, he was in prison. And whilst he was in prison... He saw uh, he was with the baker and the butler. And the butler had a dream and the baker had a dream. Both of them had a dream in, on the same night. And the butler dreamt that he had a branch of grapes. And the grapes divided into three branches. And uh, there was a cup or so over Pharaoh's head. And he squeezed the grapes and the grape juice fell into the uh, cup. 
And so he was wondering what it meant. And the baker also had a dream that there, was a, there were three pans or baskets on top of his head. And on, in the top one, there was all sorts of, the Bible says, big meats or pastries and so on. And then birds came and ate the pastries. You get it. The meat pies and the bullfruits and the farms that were there. And so, what did these dreams? So they were both, they both woke up in the morning and they were wondering. But you see, Joseph was somebody who operated in the prophetic. And I see you beginning to operate. Hey, Charlie, hmm. You see, he, 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 he saw, then he explained to the butler, he said that this is the interpretation of that. The three branches are three days. In three days, you'll be squeezing the grapes once again into Pharaoh's cup. And when the baker heard that the dream, interpretation of the dream was good, he also came to Joseph, the Bible says, and said, what is the meaning of mine? And Joseph told him that in three days, the three pans are three days, they are going to remove your head and give your body to the beds of the air to feed on. In fact, it was some way. So that dream had a meaning and it brought some direction or it meant something. Now, there are some of us who feel lazy to bother ourselves with such things. It's like, if God will speak to me, he should speak clearly. What is this bird that is flying and some grapes and, Charlie, if there's a dream, I want a real dream. That is the first type of dream. The second dream is what I call a dark dream. In that dream, you see people and real things, but sometimes it's, things are mixed up. You see different people. Sometimes it's a person, but it's actually another person. And the whole dream is not clear. You get it? But it also has a meaning. Maybe it's not symbolic, but it has a meaning. And then the third type of dream is very clear. You see a person. The person is coming. This is happening. That is happening. One of our pastors, he had a, he had a, 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 a dream or whatever. He just told, called his, one, of his, one of the members because he was a prophet. And he told the member that, I see you being, uh, God told me he's going to give you a great promotion. And when he promotes you, do not um, forsake him. The next day, it came out in the newspapers that the man had been given a UN appointment. A person who was in a village somewhere. I mean, not the village, in somewhere. The next day, very next day, it was in the newspapers with his preacher and everything. That, to his surprise and to everybody's surprise, he has been given a United Nations appointment. You now, you'll be afraid. <laughs> you will be afraid. Because that is the prophetic. You see, suddenly you realize that God is really at work. It's not something strange. There's not something far away, but there's a real God around somewhere. And then you come to visions. You have visions which are dark visions, like an impression. It's like you can see something. Like when you close your eyes, you can picture somebody. Or you have like an imagination. And it's very real because you can remember it. You get it. And I'm saying dark because you see, you can, something, when something is dark, it's like you are not seeing it clearly. But you are seeing something all right. And the fact that it's dark does not mean it's not there. It is there. Amen. Amen. And then, and, and, and you see, the Bible describes what we have in 
Ephesians chapter 1, the Bible says that the eyes of your understanding or the, another version says the eyes of your heart should be enlightened. You see, your spirit has got eyes. And so your spirit too can see. So the eyes of your heart can be open. And then you can see things. But when your eyes of your heart are seen, it's not as clear as when other eyes are seen. How many understand what I'm talking about? And so that is a vision. A vision is when you are awake. And another type of vision is clear visions. Very clear. Amen. And now with clear visions, you can see things clearly, crystal clear. You see this, a person does this, a person does that. And God is bringing this vision. Now, people will say, you know, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Some people will say, man, I don't have time, all this symbol, I have a dream and I'm tired of these dreams that don't mean anything. I see a vision, I don't, it doesn't mean much. But I want you to notice something here in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 9. It says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. God has for our own sakes decided for us to know things part, partly or partially if you think you will ever know fully you are deceiving yourself not on this earth in the way god is dealing with us for our own sake to keep us humble and to make us always fear him and make us always depend on him because you can see a prophet who have clear visions then one vision is not it's so clear but it's wrong to show you that although you know you just know a part And then it goes on and it says, But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I speak as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. Verse 12 is very important for visions and dreams. It says, For now we see through a glass darkly. 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 Everybody say darkly. Darkly. Amen. But then face to face, now I know in part, but then I shall know even as also I am known. So God is showing us right here that we can see, but we cannot see so clearly. No, you, you see, no, I've heard people who have accurate prophetic dreams, prophecies and visions and dreams, ask themselves, man, am I just, do I have a fantastic imagination? Somebody who has a clear vision, the thing happens. One, two, the second one happens, third one happens. Then after you see that the person himself is confused. Because if you think you will know everything, it is not true. God says you know in part. So now our duty is to grow up in this thing that God has given to us. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15, he says that, But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up into him in all things. So in all things means that even in the prophetic, and in dreams, and in visions, and in revelations, we can grow up in him. We can develop our eyes spiritually. We can develop the eyes of our heart, the eyes of our understanding. So that we can flow. Because I tell you, this is an aspect of the glory because when God reveals things and you are just operating by a vision and a dream man tell with me to Acts Acts chapter 9 I believe 
The conversion of Paul was glorious. And his initial Christian life was also glorious. Remember? In Acts chapter 9, verse 3, As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Yesterday I shared with you about somebody who saw a light. He said it was as clear as flat light in the middle of the night. And he heard a voice saying to him, Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? And then it goes on. And verse, after he was saved, he went into the city. But in verse 10, the Bible says, There was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him, the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Lord, behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said, Arise, go into the street, which is called straight. He's giving now addresses. Are you seeing addresses here? Directions. Directions. This man is not somebody who is known as a prophet. The person who was known as a prophet was Agabus. This guy was just a disciple. Is there any disciple in the house tonight? Look, God is going to, I said, when his glory begins to be fully manifest and it's beginning to be fully manifest on you from tonight, you are going to have dreams and visions with addresses, directions. God will show you this, this, and this, and this. Go here, go here, go here. Buy this, do this, sell this. You see, in this era, we need the clearest of directions. Go into a street which is called Street and inquire in the house of a man called Judas. <laughs> in those days, they still had people called Judas. But now, there are very few. For one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. <laughs> and he also has seen in a vision a man named Ananias. <laughs> coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. This is the ministry. You see, I want to say the Bible says that the spirit in the last is I'm going to pour, pour, pour out my spirit. God is saying I'm going to pour out dreams. I'm going to pour out visions. I'm going to pour out prophecies upon my people. People are going to have visions to prosper. Listen, God is going to give you super, hear me well, hear me and hear me well. God will give you supernatural insight to take certain decisions for your life, for your ministry, for your business, to save you, to prosper you, to help you. Because his church is moving to a realm of glory. Someone said it doesn't matter. If you, in Ghana, last year, you were saving your money in CDs. Let's say you were saving 10 million CDs last year and said, I've got a lot of savings and you are very happy because you've got a lot of savings. A year from now, who knew that the CDs would just become nothing? One prophet said he had a vision that there's going to be rain, heavy floods and rains this year. 
But you see, God is going to cause you to help you save yourself. <laughs> to save yourself from certain things. If, you see, the world is uncertain now. <laughs> Look at the earthquakes. Somebody invited me to Japan and I was wondering, Japan that they have a lot of earthquakes. Yongicho was telling the testimony. He said he went to California or so, one of those places, and then they put him in a hotel. And they, they checked him into the, a wrong hotel. He was very angry with the person who did the hotel because the hotel, he said the hotel was not nice. And he said when he got into rooms, he was very angry with the person and he came to stand at his window. When he stood at the window and opened the window and looked out, he saw the swimming pool. You see the swimming pool in the hotel? He saw the swimming pool just dancing like this and empty the water out. Earthquake. <laughs> and he said at the hotel where they were supposed to check him, the whole place was collapsed like that. If he was there, he would have just died. And he, when he opened, he saw the swimming pool just... <laughs> Earthquake. <laughs> you see, God will direct you by a vision that at this time be here. How many will not, if there's going to be an earthquake, how many will not be at the wrong place? It's happening. The glory of God is going to keep you. And the visions and the revelations. That, you see, hear what I'm saying. I'm not reading a different Bible from yours. I'm reading it said that in the last days I'll pour out my spirit and they will have visions, Pastor Eddie. They will have dreams and then they will start to prophesy. It means that they will start to become prophetic people. Amen. 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 This is just an ordinary Christian, Ananas, his disciple, and Paul was a new convert. Both of them were having accurate visions with addresses. This is Amadubelo Street. Uh, Kolebu Junction. Go to, there's a place called Kolebu Junction. When you go ask for a certain kiosk called this, then ask for that there will be somebody there. When you go, tell him that there. Ah! New converts are seeing visions. You, you've been around for a long time. You say the Holy Ghost is on you. Perhaps when the Holy Spirit gives you a vision, you just install the vision. When you get out from your bed early in the morning and the Spirit has spoken to you, you just say, uh, what is type of foolish imaginations are these? Okay. If you are faithful with little, you'll be faithful with much. God knows that if you are faithful with a little, He's going to give you much more. I see people's eyes being opened right now in Jesus' name. God is giving you a prophet. I tell you, your dreams are going to... Listen, God is going to speak to you today. If you have the Spirit of God, God is going to give you dreams and visions and prophecies. You see, the Bible says that when Jesus was going, Jesus said that I am going so that the Spirit will come. It's better for me that I go. He didn't say, I promise you that when I go, I'll give you a book. He said, I'll give you the comforter. You see, it's true that the book, the Bible is very important and it is the word of god but it does not contain let's say important direction for you tomorrow at three o'clock or next month or next week it, it speaks generally and that's why god said i'll give you the spirit the comforter not a book wow Anybody here who says, I've sensed strongly in my heart that businessmen 
anybody who does any kind of business begin to open your eyes you see ask God open your eyes and say Lord show me the way to do business in this in this nation or wherever you are because you see without God's divine insight you will lose you if you like go and import rice go and import this thing and try and sell it by the time you finish selling it see if the money you have can buy a new consignment it cannot happen because you don't know what, whether the dollar is going to become 10,000 or whatever and everything is dollarized we may not want to accept it but that is the reality I sense strongly God is saying he's going to give accurate visions dreams it's going to, some of you who give you a symbolic dreams there was a there was a brother he, he was there and then a, the, the pastor was preaching just had a dream that the person was baking bread and he just told her this is what I see you see sometimes as the one with the prophet you must accept the fact that you you don't know everything you must ask questions that I, I saw something I don't know what it means God I just know a part you know in part you see darkly you see we want to be God but you are not God I said we want to be God but we are not God you only know in part so the first question we ask I, I had this vision or I had this dream so does it mean anything or what, what, what do you think it means I think it means is what do you think it means there was a brother the prophet stood up to preach when he stood up to preach he suddenly the guy in front the first person there he saw him cleaning a toilet and then raising the dead <laughs> he just called him and said you know I had this vision just as I stood up to preach I saw you clean the toilet and raising the dead I want to tell you whether it means anything to you and the guy said hey. he said God had told him to resign his job and come and clean the toilets in the church and do a job as a janitor and that if he is faithful he will use him in the ministry even to raise the dead and he said that that day the toilet was so dirty so he, when he cleaned the toilet he was so depressed and so down and so as he sat in the church he was so depressed that it's like God's plan for his life can never happen as the cleaner of the church toilet what can be his future and then suddenly the man goes he didn't know a visitor he didn't know he said I just saw a vision you were cleaning a toilet and raising the dead I don't know what it means because he also knows in part you see this is where we have to come it doesn't mean anything you have to ask because you are not God you must ask yourself what does it mean struggle to find out when you are seen through a glass man when we were in medical school looking through microscope we we're not seeing the thing clearly we struggle we struggle I'm, I'm seeing something I need to see my life depends on what I see because you have exams when you have exams you go around from microscope to microscope they give it to you got to see the thing and see the thing say that this is that and write that I am seeing streptococcus uh, what neoformans and you write streptococcus neoformans and write that this is the animal that is there I'm seeing and this animal causes sore throat this 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 and these are the drugs we treated with ABCD my life has to be able to become a doctor depends on being able to see through a glass darkly your life may depend on what you are seeing now, Lord 
What have I seen, Lord? What have I seen, Lord? Lord, I had a vision. Man, I don't know whether to share with you. <laughs> Your life may depend on what God is trying to show you. He's trying to show yeah, He's trying to show you something. Oh. You wake up and you do you are not a lot, you are not an unbeliever. Don't take your dreams lightly, your visions. You sometimes you close your eyes, you see something. Man. One of our sisters, she was sitting upstage and I was ministering. And she saw that angel, big one, standing right up there. And as I was ministering, see that is what we call an open vision. Have I given you that type of vision? Open vision. Where when you see, you are seeing the physical things and you are seeing the spiritual things together. <laughs> That's the wild realm. And she saw that angel. And as I was saying, I see God blessing you. Then the angel will also be sharing. You see, these things, even if you have a wild imagination, you realize that you can't imagine to that extent. You must have seen it to say that you saw it. Supposing you have a very wild imagination, you must have, you must have because your imagination must be too wild to see something like that. She saw the angel up there. And that angel is here to her. That's why when I point to her and I say that I see God giving you a car, house, that as the darkness is around, you are being blessed. Man, brother, it's your duty to just carry your blessings home with you and believe. And as I was speaking, the angel was just... I said, I see you, the angel would throw to the congregation. And the smaller angels were taken and going to distribute to the members. And some people had lifted up their hand. The angel, take it now. Take it now. And some two were yawning. Uh, uh, it's Good Friday. When are they going to close? Uh. <laughs> hey! Spiritual things are wild, though. Man. Visions. Visions. Your life that saves the Lord will depend on you seeing clearly what you are seeing. One day I was sitting in a plane and I was going somewhere. I was flying. I was sitting alone. There was nobody in front of me. And I closed my I don't know whether I closed my eyes or whatever. And then suddenly I saw somebody. There was nobody on my left side. I saw somebody sitting on my left side. And this was, I tell you, it was, that was an angel. He was wearing a blue Maxi, man, and he was just sitting there coolly. And I said, "Wow, it's like wherever I go to sit down, he comes to sit down there." And I realized that I had security power. <laughs> and I said to the pilot, "Man, you just you know you can't even sleep because the angel that is in the plane today, man." There is no rainbow that can cause this plane to crash. I saw the, I saw the angels. I remember what, you see, I saw it. I, I didn't see clearly, but I saw it. I can't take away that picture. I saw it. I saw the color. I saw the person. And I saw the way he was sitting there. It was like, some, you know when somebody's on duty, just sitting there. It's like, this is what I'm supposed to be around here. I'm just here. It's like, if there's any chaos, any kind of problem, you see my Rambo skills will come out just now. Man, I see angels all around you. 
may God open your eyes from tonight. I say your life may depend on your eyes being able to see those things that God is trying to help you to see. Come on now. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Give addresses to people, Lord. Give them specific dreams and visions and ideas and revelations. Show them the way to go. Lift them up, oh God, above their counterpart. Let the glory of God be upon your people. Let them see what others cannot see. Let them hear what others cannot hear. Let them go where others cannot go. Let them survive where others could not survive. Glory. That's what we call glory. Glory. This prophet, he was ministering, and then fire would appear over his head like that. Man, you can see the fire. They took pictures of that. I've seen a picture like that. He's just ministering, and then you see fire over his head. Man. You see, God opens your eyes so that you see and believe and know that God is at work. Better fear him. Chapter 10. I will pour out my spirit. I will pour out my spirit. I will pour out my spirit. Oh, Jabaraba, Sabradaba, Debradaba, Shomegaba. Visions shall come to pass. Visions shall come upon you. Dreams shall come forth. Because of the spirit. Because of the spirit. Because of the spirit. Hear and obey. As many as will hearken to the voice of the Lord, man, they are going to experience the blessings of the Lord. Chapter 10. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. So he's an unbeliever. A centurion of the band called the Italian band. Verse 2. Acts chapter 10 verse 2. A devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. And he saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. When he looked on him, he was afraid. And he said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy arms are come up for a memorial. Now, send men to where? Now, addresses are coming again. To where? Joppa. And call for one Simon. Whose surname? Now, they are giving names, first name and surname. Specific details. Now, verse 6. He lodged with one Simon, Etana. He's staying at somebody's house. The person's job. He's Etana. What is Etana? Leather shoemaker. Shoe repairer. What do they call it? There's a word. Cobbler. We don't use that word, but that is the name. His job is a cobbler. He's a cobbler. He's a shoe repairer. How do we call it in Ghana? Shoemaker. Shoemaker. Shoemaker Jile. Hola, morning, Joe. I'm not a child. Eh? Okay, verse 6. He lodged with one Simon, a shoemaker. Now, notice the address. Whose house is by the seaside? <laughs> and he shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. <laughs> Look, when you get this, you see, they have told you that go to a Simon. This is the name, same name. You write it down. 
he is staying in this town then you find another man who is called this and that he his profession is this his house is by the sea side find this man who is staying with this man who works at this place who stays at this place and this whatever he tells you to do do it will you not obey it's happening here I said it's happening here live you see in this world there are coups nobody expected a coup in Abidjan someone said we expected a coup we didn't expect the coup Abidjan has been the most stable place we never thought and I know some people never thought it could be but it happened nobody ever expected the floods in Mozambique you see people being lifted from the trees people delivering giving birth to babies on top of trees man but you God will give you address house number street and this man was an unbeliever Cornelius he was not a pastor I said he was an unbeliever he was now going to be saved in Acts chapter 10 verse 44 and you you are a believer and the Spirit of God has been poured out on you promising visions and dreams <laughs> but it's because we don't respect what God gives us and when even it comes we look and we say mm, these prophetic things be open addresses Look at the person next to you. As a person, what, what has God been showing you? What has God been showing? Dreams and visions. Hallelujah. But we are going to grow. How many are going to grow up? I don't need to be a prophet. You see, you see, accurate. One time, one of our pastors, a prophet, he was driving to Kumasi. He was driving to Kumasi. And as he was driving, he heard a voice you see the prophetic you see angels jesus you hear voices god speak to you vicious dream he was driving to kumasi just driving in his, his car going and then a voice came in the car park the car now oh you're just driving and then you are singing jesus you're the sweetest name of all oh jesus you always hear me when i call oh jesus you always lift me when i fall you're the sweetest park the car now sweetest name of all oh jesus you are the sweetest stop the car now coming king oh jesus this prophet said he was he was afraid wow second time and he started to park the car so he just that gear second gear and he turned off the engine as soon as he parked the car and turned off the engine the front tire burst <laughs> the front tire best man man 
You see, God is doing something. He is opening eyes, giving visions, dreams. You hear the voice of God speaking to you clearly, clearly, clearly. Hopefully, you will obey. When he told me that, I said, Man, the devil was about to kill you. Frontier best on Kumasi Road. Frontier best on Kumasi Road. This NDC road that has been made for you to go. Is it not NDC which made a road? Yeah. Nice road. You see, the Kumasi Road has some places that are good. Jesus, you're the sweetest name of all. Stop the car. Jesus. <laughs> some of you may have a vision. You see a snake. And what does a snake mean? See, I remember when I was in the laboratory. Pastor Edwin, I don't know if you remember. In the laboratory, we were trying to see. You, you see a slide, pathology slide. You, you, have, to, you have to identify that this is an epithelium of rectal mucosa, epithelium of uh, this bladder, stomach, this. You have to be able to, when you see under the slide, you know that this is a stomach. Just a slide. This is a this, this is a that, this is a stomach, it's a slide, it's from the mouth, it's a cancer, it's this, it's that. That is how you diagnose cancer. They cut the cancer into half or into a piece and they put small on the slide and they look at it under. And you see some things there and that tells you that, man, this is that. So, so as you start, you can't see. I mean, I remember calling my lecturers, I can't see the thing. I said, you have the perfect example of streptococcus. You have a perfect example, Neisseria gonococcus. But you got to, you have to grow up into Him in all things. Grow up. I said, grow up with your eyes. Sisters, daughters, man. I don't expect you to be prophets. I expect you to have the Spirit of God upon you. God, open your eyes to see visions, dreams. If it's dark, you say, when you wake up, you say, what do you think it means? Because it's not, and everybody is being given the thing darkly. To see darkly through a glass, darkly, darkly. But try and see, try and find out what it means. Try and look. For we know in part, prophecies. God brings prophecies. And the prophecies will come somehow to direct you. Like in Acts chapter 13, they were waiting on God. And the Bible says, separate Paul and Barnabas. That says the Lord. And they obeyed it. Another time, prophet Agabus said, there's going to be a famine. If we had a prophet, they would have told us, the cities are going to be devalued. So, you immediately know what to do. In fact, some time ago, the Lord told me, spend the church. We had some CDs in an account. Spend all quickly. Spend all quickly. To build a church, not to. <laughs> and the pastor, is that you spend it to buy papaya? We didn't buy papaya, we, we used it to buy cement. Eh? Spend it. Spend, pay for things so that there's no CDs left anywhere. And after that, the CD was devalued by one third of that figure. 
So it would have lost its value by a fair. I see prosperity. You see, God has you know, this, this particular conversation, I'm seeing silver coins and gold coins on people. <laughs> wow. 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 I see God blessing you, brother. You see, so when I prophesy, I believe it. When you, Bible says, despise not prophesying. When you despise it, it doesn't work for you and it just quenches from your whole life totally. Predictive. And general prophecies flow. We don't even have prophecies in church anymore. Because it's like, if you prophesy, you are some way. Yeah, it's like you're wasting the time of the church. And so there's nothing, there's no prophecy anymore. Who, you'll be afraid even to prophesy over somebody. It's like you are directing a person to a wrong place. <laughs> but it's returning. I see a heavy glory in the house. I see heavy glory and spirit about the ministration of the spirit with visions and dreams. Man, man. Wow. One brother, he came to see the pastor and said, God has told me to give you this car. And he asked the pastor, what do you think about it? And the pastor said, obey. <laughs> obey. Amen. What do you want the pastor to say? <laughs> and you see, most of the prophecies are, the Lord, ha- the Lord has shown me that you have this car and that you should, you should give it to me. But by the grace of God, we don't need any car. Amen. We don't need any car. If the Lord is telling you to give a car, fine, but we don't need it. Amen. And our structure is such that we will not need it by the grace of God. Amen. If you give it, it's extra. We'll try and find something to do with it. Wow. Oh, Jesus, thank you for your glory in this house. Oh, Jesus, thank you for your prophecies in this house. Thank you for the return of the spirit of prophecy. The Bible says the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. When there's prophecy, it's the speaking of Christ Jesus. God is going to give you addresses. Mark my words. One day I had a vision. And the Lord showed me that I was going somewhere. Let me not share it with you. I will not share it with you. When I traveled recently, I was not going to go to Colombia. I said, no, this is a dangerous place. I've learned my lesson of doing dangerous things before. I've had accidents before. I will not go to a dangerous place. Can you hear me? And so I said, no, 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 no. So I sent a message. I said, sent a message to the pastor that, that I'm not coming. And then I sat in the plane. When I sat in the plane, I put my head back. It was very tight at the back of the plane. I was sitting with Pastor Joel. And I, I slept. When I slept, I had a dream. As soon as I woke up, I knew what the dream meant. And God said, go to Colombia. As soon as I arrived in Colombia, because I had said that I was not going to go to the place, they sent a pastor. They sent a pastor to come and convince me to come. When I saw him, I said, I'm coming. Don't worry. Don't even talk about it. I'm coming. I decided to come. And you know, in that place was everything that I had ever dreamed of ever seeing 
in the ministry. I saw the dead raised. I saw cripples walking. I saw the deaf hearing. I saw the blind seeing. I saw the head string. I saw anything. You just name it. I saw it. But I wasn't going. And God said, go. Go. Man. So many blessings will come when we open ourselves. It was not a clear vision where I said God said to me, come to. No, it was a dream which was symbolic and it meant something to me. I'm not going to share that with you. I should share it with you. I will share. Wow. I see you flowing in visions and dreams. I had a, I had a dream once. That dream made me get married. <laughs> God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.